0: Happy 100th episode, Mark.
1: Cheers. I'm having a beer.
0: (laughs) I know you are. You actually bought beers this afternoon. I was like, alright. And you were like, oh, it's for the celebrations tonight. And I thought you were going to talk about the cricket, because the test match, she says, questioning whether that's right.
1: The test test series is over. Right,
0: all good. i got something right. There's
1: absolutely nothing to celebrate about that, but... um...
0: Yeah. I, I thought it was about that, and then you went, no, it's celebratory time for the podcast. So yeah, I don't know why I went a bit high there, but I did. You're
1: not drinking that? <laughs> no, I'm
0: not. I'm not drinking. So that's my exuberance coming through, my sober exuberance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100 episodes. Wow. 100 episodes. I know we talked a few episodes ago when we were sort of thanking everyone for the end of the year and all that. We We spoke about what the podcast means to us, but I think it's worth just saying how much... The podcast has brought so much joy to our lives, hasn't it? Really,
1: yeah. It's lovely just to sit down and talk to you about Mm. stuff rather than just sort of come back from the cinema and grunt, it's all right.
0: Um,
1: and so, yeah, it's, I mean, it's kept us. I was, I took a listen to our first ever episode.
0: Oh, did you? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's not not pretty. That's, yeah,
1: (laughs) that's like looking at like. Photos from about four trends ago when you're still wearing <laughs> cargo pants and global hypercolour t shirts.
0: Had I put um some crazy music at the beginning as well and yeah. I decided that all podcasts needed music at the at the front and then swiftly Promptly. decided How to did get that rid last of that? four Did, oh, it, not did it last to
1: episode ten or
0: Possibly. And then I was just like, I can't be bothered with this. Yeah. And it also it's dun, the fade dun, in and dun, the fade out.
1: Yeah, it's uh... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So
0: now we just do cold opens every single time and uh, see what comes of it.
1: Precisely, precisely. But yeah, I mean, we are talking about like, oh yeah, we're going to be locked down for 12 weeks.
0: Is that what we say? Yeah. Well, that's like a piece of history, isn't it?
1: I, mean, I, don't oh, okay, it's gonna, I don't think it's going to go down the same as Peep's Diary. but um... Well, I'm
0: just thinking, you know, like in the Blue Peter Garden when they bury things.
1: Did you ever make a time capsule as a kid?
0: I think we did one at school and that's what I'm thinking of. You know, when they bury things in, in the garden and then you come back 40 years later and see what you were doing.
1: I swear, there's one buried in my mom and dad's garden. Really? And it's now where the summer house is. So that's oh no. trapped in time. And we can't move that. No, I seem to remember it was like one of them tubs of roses. I don't think you get any more like the plastic tubs that are quite tall.
0: Plastic tubs of roses. Because everything's gone... Um,
1: in a tin in or a cardboard box. Yeah, a cardboard, t- yeah,
0: box, or cardboard box, yeah.
1: But yeah, like like a plastic tub that was about mm. this big. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, I do big. remember
0: it. I do remember yeah. it, yeah.
1: Didn't have the lid, so I taped over it with sellotape. And I think... I seems to remember there was a skateboard in there. Like a wow. little toy skateboard.
0: And did you put it in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. so yeah. it's your actual type capsule? Yeah. Oh,
1: That summer house comes down. People are going to look (laughs) back to the year 1989. It'll be there forever. Yeah,
0: (laughs) but yeah, maybe our podcast isn't quite the piece of history we were (laughs) were hoping it to be. But it has brought us a lot of personal happiness, and that's really been lovely. I think.
1: And nearly killed us doing the line of duty. Well,
0: yes, there have been certain times where we've taken it very seriously much more seriously than I think we should have done, and decided to do things like, let's watch a really (laughs) exciting show. And uh, let's record a podcast right after. It finished in the middle of the night with our child crying.
1: Yeah, that was, yeah. I remember just sitting there going, I don't see how we're going to get a podcast out. Yeah. But, we always, did but we always
0: did We always yeah. did. We always did. Yeah. It's just lack of sleep really, and, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, all it
1: took was a sacrifice of sleep and um, yeah, a little bit of sanity. You know,
0: that's been our life for the past couple of years. So, mm.
1: 100
0: episodes though. I never thought we would have this level of output i mean i've never thought we would get to this time period anyway but i never thought that it would be so many coming out in you know what i mean like i've thought maybe one a month or something like that and it's really obviously obviously it has gone on for longer than i considered and also we've had much more of an output than i ever thought when we first started
1: well it helps that we just kind of like Live together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, turn yeah. to each other and go. Out to of a podcast tonight. Just do
0: podcast, yeah. So yeah, it is, and it is lovely. You're right. We've always said this. I, even when I'm gonna do my name drop of the Guardian here. Even when we were interviewed by the Guardian, bom, that was the main theme that came out in that interview. At least when I was on the phone, sort of talking about it, and I think it, I think it's in the pieces as well. Was the idea that it gave us an opportunity to forget about the other things that were going on in our lives and sit together talking about film and tv and not really thinking about those other things
1: yeah i don't think it's a coincidence that like it's been quite a tough time at times for us Mm. both through you know covid and just stuff going on in the world Mm. and around our lives but it's been nice to have something to distract us yeah. like we can always just look on and see where our oh look we've had a listener in indonesia yeah yeah,
0: um, yeah, yeah. yeah someone's listening on. to
1: episode one again yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah or you have one person that downloads you the whole of your i won't say backstory but you know what i mean what's the word i'm looking for back catalogue but thank you <laughs> it feels like a backstory so yeah downloads a whole back catalogue and you think i wonder what they think wonder what they think of that.
1: Probably listen to the first bit and then delete And then all. that's it, but they're all gone. That's fine, there
0: that's you. fine. Hey, thanks for yeah. the
1: stats. <laughs> we have got stacks to get to. We
0: have got loads to get through, so it's a 100th episode spectacular because we have watched lots of things over the Christmas period, I've watched a lot of TV, you've watched TV and film, so we are going to go through quite a few things today.
1: Probably a little bit shorter than we normally do on the TV and the films, because if we carry on yeah. at length, we will be here till We're Tuesday. We're going to try
0: and scoot through them so that this isn't uh, like three hours long.
1: Yeah, three hours spectacular.
0: So coming up in TV, this is probably more for me than you, dear listener. Coming up in TV, we have got... 80 Days Around the World? 80 Days... Is, is that what it's called? 80 yes. Days Around the World? Yeah. Okay, good. 80 Days Around the World. I'm going to check it. <laughs> I I it. I'm sure it's got to be, hasn't it? Because like, that's what we sing. Eighty days around. Don't spoil the
1: world. my uh, review. But, all right, but, yeah. all right. Clarice, apparently.
0: <laughs> all right, thanks very much. I don't much. know anything about Clarice. I love the fact that we're not even just saying the words of the uh, the, the titles; we're actually adding things onto it. So it's Clarice, comma apparently. But yeah, we're what um, we're watching. We're reviewing Clarice,
1: the man who bought cricket,
0: the man who bought cricket, the Sky documentary,
1: the book of Boba Fett,
0: the book of Boba Fett, which is available on Disney Plus. It's the latest latest uh, Star Wars
1: and presumably some true crime thing.
0: yes there is a true crime <laughs> it is the ITV drama for lives so I will be covering that
1: and then in films I have got the Kingsman mm-hmm. and I have got the power of the dog
0: excellent I look forward to hearing both of those reviews one of these films is better <laughs> than like, the other not like the other yes. <laughs> one involves Rasputin what more can you want I did get sick of seeing the trailer for The Kingsman over and over and over again. And actually, I thought it was like an advert for booze. Because it was—it just seemed to be almost like, oh, what's it? Stella Artois? It seemed to be like one of those adverts and a historic th- And then I realised it was a trailer for The can, Kingsman. Can we
1: review this at the appropriate yeah, time, sorry, please?
0: I've moved on. I've moved on. Okay, let's get to TV before this, you know, goes into complete tragedy.
1: Speaking of bad musical cues watching
0: television watching television so i know we gave a big list of all the things that we were going to do in tv we're probably not going to do that in order in fact we're definitely not going to do that in order because i am going to start with the most poignant of those TV shows, because I want to talk about it first and then get on to maybe some lighter things. Uh-oh. <laughs> why, why uh-oh?
1: I, I can just see that this is a time where Mark needs to be quiet. And <laughs> yes, I think uh... that's,
0: that's probably right. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the ITV drama Four Lives, which was on, I think it was either over the Christmas period or, or in, in the New Year.
1: I nearly watched this.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. And I... you're not a true... That's why I'm stumbling, because you're not a true crimer. I
1: didn't know it was true crime. Oh, I just thought, is okay. it Stephen Merchant? It is.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah and that, yeah.
1: that, like, I like Stephen Merchant. Yeah. I think he's a really, like... It
0: might not in this.
1: Well, okay. <laughs> I like him he was a performer. Yeah. I think, considering his background, and obviously he's come from hanging onto the coattails of Ricky Gervais, he's his writing partner, mm. he has featured heavily in Ricky Gervais's things. <laughs>
0: take um, up to get a bit of umbrage with this hanging on to the coattails thing surely he, he's a writer in his own right as someone who aspires to write I would really be upset if someone because you know, i co-write with people and and yes they are far more um worldly wise and experienced than me on many occasions but i wouldn't like people to think that i was hanging on to the coattails i would think that we were in some sort of co-production
1: okay would Stephen merchant be as famous if rich of didn't exist
0: i don't know he well, might be
1: okay. he might be uh, yeah, you you're quite right you're quite yeah. right he might be i but suspect you'd... he wouldn't be
0: Okay, well, we'll uh, agree to disagree on okay.
1: that. Point. Okay, but what the point I was going to make is he's, okay. I think, in the past few years, he's made some really, really interesting decisions. In the films he starred in, I think he's started off being in sort of schlocky, college humour um, films. Oh,
0: I mean, was it? I didn't remember that at all. Yeah. I, the first thing I saw him in was um, the Wolverine film that is not called Wolverine, it's called Logan.
1: Logan, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. He's in. Sort of the dark Wolverine film. So the first thing I remember seeing him in
1: was... I don't know if it's called The Tooth Fairy, but there's a rock film.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Where he... Where The Rock plays the Tooth Fairy. Mm. um, And he's in that, weirdly.
0: And then didn't he go on to... Right, or did he code or did he direct?
1: He directed Fighting with My Fighting Family. with My Family
0: because now I'm thinking about a wrestling connection, yeah.
1: Yeah, but he's done really well with like just odd films that he just appear, appears in. He was in one episode of The Good Place, you know, he was in apparently he was in The, Girls with the Girl with a Spider's Web, which oh, right. I didn't it, it, expect. Is that the,
0: the latest one in the Stig Larson
1: Yes. Um, yeah.
0: quad, is it a trilogy or quadrilogy? I can never remember, but yeah.
1: Yeah, it was in a whole Pass, which is the film I'm thinking of, which is sort of the Owen Wilson and Jason Sudeikis Right. Um get a pass to sleep with a woman for one night or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. He's in the post credit sting of that and it's really, really funny. The rest of the film is not. Mm-hmm. It's by far the only funny part of the film. Okay. But yeah, he's he's really interesting. And so I'm interested in he's going to sort of drama roles mm-hmm. now. Um, yeah. I just wanted to contribute to this okay, to be perfectly okay, honest okay.
0: let's let's park him for a moment because I think I think it's interesting that you've really that you've said that that's the thing that was drawing you to this having known nothing else about it yeah that it was his performance and he's getting a lot of attention for this role but I think it's worth going back and I think my review will make more sense if we go back and just talk a little bit about what this is about so this show follows the families of four young gay and bisexual men Anthony Walgate, Gabriel Cavari, Daniel Whitworth and Jack Taylor and it's really important that we say all of their names before and in the aftermath of their murders by a man called Stephen Port you might have seen this you you probably have seen documentaries about this on our sky recorder or whatever right i was going
1: to say i don't remember because, seeing it th- right yeah
0: because it's something that i've been following for a while the, the killer port was known as the grinder killer because oh. he used dating apps and i don't think it was just grinder i think it was a number but he used dating apps to lure those young men and then to murder them so he had that moniker attached to him yeah um port was not a criminal mastermind and that's why there have been a number of documentaries i think in the run-up to investigations and coroner's reports and covid then stop that from happening or delayed it so this 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 show has been delayed whilst they waited for those things to come through and the reason there were so many documentaries just to go back a bit the reason there were so many documentaries was because there had been so many failings in terms of the met police like i say he was not a criminal mastermind Um, the first young lad anthony was found outside his flat for example and the police didn't really see him as a as a suspect yeah um, and and took what he said at face value and didn't mm. investigate it further. Mistakes, significant and numerous mistakes, have, have were made and were recently called out in an inquest by a jury, and the coroner's report specifically said... That if he had been intercepted earlier, it would have absolutely saved the lives of the the young men that followed. How recent this, is this? So this is only a few years ago. Okay, this is, it's not sort of a historic nineteen eighties, nineteen. You know, this is well, obviously with, Grand the, with it, the Yeah, I was biting my tongue yeah. just to go. No, you're not right, really and then I've just said it, it yeah. as well, haven't yeah. I? So I've just made a fool out of myself. Yeah. But I've, the reason I'm sort of stumbling and and, and going back and rehearsing those ideas is that it's really easy isn't it to concentrate therefore on the murderer and not on these four young men and potentially what you know that there have been suggestions that this this might not be the the only yes. M, yeah. the only thing that we're looking at here in terms of his crimes. Yeah. So it's really important to go back and to to talk about what actually happened because much has been made and this is finally to get to your point, much has been made of Stephen Merchant playing the role of this murderer. And he is excellent. He is sinister. He has this sort of innocent childlike quality that really showed me that it's very easy to take people at sort of what they say or they can represent themselves in a particular way, but actually there's a far more dangerous person lurking beneath and actually if we really just took an an extra you know if we looked a little bit deeper then we would maybe see that or if for example the police had listened to the people who came to them and said I'd like to report this or you know this is what has happened or I can put two and two together but you're not so I think he plays it really really well Sheridan Smith plays Anthony's mother Okay. and she again is excellent so it's a great cast and therefore I think we concentrate on the casting rather than what the show itself is actually doing and one of the things that really stood out for me and what I was left with when watching this show was the overwhelming sense of sensitivity paid to the families and to their stories Mm. and the focus being on the families... And of the lives of the young men, the mundanity of their life, their friends, their mm. dreams, their goals. Just just them living their lives and having their the whole lives ahead of them. And then that being taken away from them. And it's very rare, it's sad, but it's very rare that we get to see people living their lives before an event, the, the impact on the family. That's all I really have to say about it. I think it's a rarity in that the victims and their families are given this level of attention, and it did. I think it's really brought to life what has what has happened and really brought this to the public's attention. I certainly see a lot more about it in the press. I've seen a lot more on it on Twitter, and I saw um Anthony's mother on Women's Hour, for example, mm. um. And so really being, for them to be able to to say and, you know, people were say, you know, what what was he like? What was he like? And being able to have that conversation with people, mm. I find really quite moving because they've been through an awful, awful time. And sometimes these things can really twist what happened. And I'm not going to say that everything that happens in this is, you know, the perfect truth. It's a representation of what yeah. might have happened. But it feels better than many of the other true crime dramas I have seen recently.
1: I'm just looking at the cast now. It's a really, really good cast, even beyond what you've said. I know. Our friend Michael Gibson's in it. Yeah, he
0: is. Yeah, (laughs) he's not a good policeman.
1: (laughs) Oh oh dear, oh dear.
0: (sighs) Yes, so that's my... Would I like it? Uh, I'm not sure you you would. I think you'd be interested in Merchant's performance. I think you might find it a hard watcher. I think you might. and you, and you, it, it is one of those where it is there is an awful sense of foreboding because you know what's going to happen to these young men and
1: this is Elaine who says to me I can't understand why you watch all I this know. depressing stuff and I'm like have you seen that on Sky know. Q <laughs> I,
0: know. I know anyway that's Four Lives I think it should still be available on ITV Player and it's a it's a strong recommend from me but with the obvious caveats of be prepared for you know your, your true crime drama
1: should we Transition with another true crime, but one that we watched together.
0: Oh yes, let's do that.
1: The man who bought cricket.
0: Yes. Yeah. I don't think of that as true crime weirdly, because but it
1: literally like, is it, it literally true is. crime. It's a yeah, documentary. Yeah. It's a Sky <laughs> documentary know, piece. Yeah. Um produced by Greg James, funnily enough.
0: Oh yeah, your your man crush Greg James.
1: Absolutely, mm. yeah. This is a story of Alan Stanford, who is a American financier who
0: Big Texas yes, finance. Mm.
1: who in the mid 2000s decided to offer the ecb the england and wales cricket board uh, 20 million us dollars to stage a cricket match between the english cricket team and his the superstars. his his superstars of players <laughs> that he had and basically a west indies all-stars that Basically, a West Indies team that wasn't tied to the West Indies cricket board, I I think is probably the best way of putting it. And his downfall, what he was doing at the same time, where he found the money, where he got the money from. And yeah, so there's two stories going on here. One is of this cricket match where cricketers are being offered money, which the likes of which they have never, ever seen um, before. before. And
0: that really intrigued me because I always think of England cricket players as being multi-millionaires so when they get offered this money And they know that they're going to get. If they win, they're going to get a million pounds each, or there or thereabouts, isn't it? They're they're thinking about how they're going to split the money out. If you're a player that actually gets to play, then will you get the money? If you if you're brought along to the match but you don't play, do you get any money? And there's there's a a a cricketer whose name escapes me, but I'm sure you're going to tell me. He was a young lad at the time. Luke Wright. That's him. He was a young lad at the time, and he recalls in this documentary just sitting there thinking this money will change my life. And I found that really interesting because I just thought they'd made that money anyway.
1: No, certainly at the time. I remember when England won the Ashes in 2005, that was thought to be the first time any England cricketer had earned a million pounds in a year. Oh, and it okay. would be Andrew Flintoff through the deals that he had. Okay. Nowadays, there is so much money in the English game that um, they have what's called central contracts. So if you are picked for England regularly, you are, you're no longer really contracted by your county. You are employed by the Central Cricket Board and kind of learned back to your county every now and again. And the standard salary for a top-level, um, a top-level player is in the 900,000. So that will, you know, that's more than a yeah, million dollars. Yeah, yeah. However, at the time, there will be yeah they, they would not be earning a million dollars a year mm-hmm. for the most part the, the might of if you yeah you wouldn't but the so there was a lot of
0: pressure on them wasn't it and they do yeah. recall that in in the documentary that they you know this this money would be so meaningful to people and um, there's also this idea of reputation as well as that they're the england cricket team and they're going out to play these other people that perhaps are lesser known yeah Absolutely fascinating. So that, like you say, is one thread going all the way through, and the build-up to that match is very, very interesting.
1: Yeah. The part which interested me more Mm. was the history of Alan Stanford's financial services company that he has, and I don't know whether it's a a spoiler to say what ends up with Alan Stanford, but...
0: Doing a and documentary you've, you've about his dealings, it's true crime. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, It's and, not gone well. And straight away from the beginning, you're you're led down a path of of people saying, you know, if only we knew what we'd known or we should have known. Yes. And, but the intricacy of of how that came about, and mm. also the twists and the turns and the people, and there are personal things that are alluded to in there there are yeah. financial things and then you also get to see not just who was involved from an executive level but also what happened to the people who who essentially gave the money and, and yeah. so you get to see it from all different angles don't you and I think that I found it absolutely mm. fascinating
1: so I I really enjoyed this Mm, I knew a lot of it Mm. and I think you will have got more out of it because I knew a lot about everything that happened I had no idea
0: I didn't know I knew something was going to occur because like you say why would they be making a documentary about it and also the title of it The Man Who Bought Cricket so I knew it was something to do Mm. with him there were also some images that flashed up that maybe suggested what happened to him. So that was quite interesting as well. To go, all oh, right, okay, yes. Maybe he just likes yeah. orange. Yeah, exactly. So, so there was that, but also the fact that I had no idea what happened in that game. Like, did the game uh, actually take place? Who won the game? So for yeah. me, every single episode was just, multiple times within an episode actually be going oh 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 right that's happened that's happened that, that. and then i spent a long time afterwards looking it all up on wikipedia and following specific people as well mm. through to see what their journey was in the aftermath
1: for me i think this is two separate stories mm. um and i don't think they necessarily are entwined very well
0: Ooh, that's
1: interesting. I for me, I think there are massive cuts between when you are talking about Alan Stanford's business mm. and Alan Stanford, the cult of personality who charmed the ECB and they're seen there. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm always fascinated by a cult of personality story, yeah. and obviously there is a large and life person who is splashing the cash, mm. his own cash. That lands a, cricket, lands a cricket, lands a helicopter on the outfield at Lords, which is hallowed ground to to me and many other people. It's not Headingley, but there we go. Um, and yeah, I think that these two stories didn't necessarily belong in the same documentary for me, but I think there is an interesting cricket, and I've got an interesting cricket and personal finance, so it ticks the boxes for me. I'm surprised it worked for you, but maybe it's just maybe it works better for you than it does for me. I think Not it. I think things. it really goes
0: back to the fact that I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. So for me, that there was a real sense of jeopardy and what would happen with this mm. cricket match, and I also really felt for the players and learning more about the players. Whereas you obviously know so much more about that. Yeah. You know what happens in the match. You know what, what what's going. On. You know it's taken place. Yeah. There's no sense of anything for you. You you've got that information already in your mm. head. So for me, it was almost it was two pronged build up. Yeah. And that worked because I knew nothing. I think it's really worth going into this knowing nothing. To be quite honest with you, I think it works better. Okay, well this is on on Sky Sky
1: documentaries. documentaries, So yeah, it's It's been trailed very,
0: very heavily, and I it worked. (laughs) It's been I trailed it.
1: very heavily on Sky Sports. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, During
1: when we're watching darts, it was on every uh, every five an, minutes. Yeah. So it might not necessarily yeah. be seen if you don't if you're not a sports oh, fan. Oh, right. But I think it appeals to both sports fans and non-sports yeah, yeah, fans alike. Like you say, it's got so that personal finance, that yeah. it's got the
0: cult of personality, so it does really tick all those boxes. Mm. Really strong recommend from me.
1: Oh, good. Good. I'm glad about that. What's next?
0: Do you want me to do Clarice really quickly?
1: I've got issues with. Reviewing Clarice.
0: <laughs> Alright, why?
1: Because I'm gonna be a proper T V snob here. Oh, go on. Is this on Alibi?
0: It is on Alibi. I don't
1: even know where Alibi is in mm. the in the channel list.
0: Well neither do I, but I don't have to because I can just the the Skybox, not sponsored by Sky, but quite happy to if anyone wants to get in touch. Should <laughs> so we stop begging for <laughs> like, uh, every time shows. we mentioned something? Yeah. But yeah, when you, it comes on your homepage you just it says like what's coming up new, or at least it does for me. Algorithms will probably say, "Look, Elaine, this is for you. It's a police procedural. It's linked yeah. to Science of the labs Bre-
1: oh. Bre-
0: oh, oh, oh! I on didn't a minute. know
1: that's what this was.
0: Like Clarice, who else do you know was called Clarice in fiction? Well, I
1: don't know anyone called Marcella, but I don't necessarily. I don't don't think it's about that's Marcella Detroit, reference. the uh, lead singer of Shakespeare's <laughs> she- Sister. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, hang on then. You might be more interested in this. I'm
1: just impressed that I managed to pluck out a Marcella. Very
0: well done. So this was originally a CBS. Anyway, hang on a minute. I'm going back a bit. Yeah, so Sky tells me what to do. I press record and then I never have to look at alibi. Sky
1: tells me (laughs) what to do. What What a sad indictment of our time. February
0: last year, this came out on CBS. And I was desperate to watch it. Because I love the s- Silence of the Lambs, the film Night Night One, Anthony Hopkins, etc. etc. I'm not gonna go into that. And I really enjoy the character in the background of Clarice Starling, then played by Jodie Foster. Yes. This is a serialisation of the period between the end of Silence of the Lambs and then the film Hannibal, where Jodie Foster was taken over in her role by Julianne Moore. I don't know yeah. if you remember that.
1: I've never seen it. Okay. I know something about it because okay. <laughs> I remember when I got my hair cut in Cuts or whatever it was in Huddersfield, the woman who cut my hair saying, oh yeah, 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 and then told me essentially the entire film.
0: Oh, Lovely.
1: Yeah, it's dis- yeah. a bit disappointing. Bit
0: disappointing. So this occurs within that period where Clarice, who's still, if you remember, Science of the Lamb, she's just a young FBI. I don't even really think she's like a trainee or something I can't remember it very well, but she's she's a very junior officer, and she's also a woman at that time, or an agent. I should say rather than an officer. So she's a woman. So there's a lot of misogyny in there. There's a lot of talking down to her. There's a lot of people who just don't take what she says seriously. So she's still very much at the beginning of her career. This takes place directly after the Science of the Lambs, in between that period before you get to Hannibal, where she is clearly suffering from PTSD. She's struggling with... Uh, flashbacks and all the other things that, that that come with that and she's hiding out in a sort of like a basement role where you know you can just get on with her behavioural sciences and everyone can leave her alone because she now has this fame. But then of course someone comes a knock in from the FBI, something's happened and they need her to come and help. And that's what sets up this show. This has not got good reviews, right? Yeah. It's 37% on, like, Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. Yeah. Loads of people have been getting mega miffed with it and just generally hating that it exists, not having a good word to say about it. So I went in there with pretty low expectations. I don't even think it's even been picked up for a second series, it hasn't been confirmed.
1: I mean, that's always the cornerstone of a group.
0: But nature. I really like
1: it. I was going to say there's a but, isn't there? Yeah,
0: I really like it. It's not setting the world on fire, don't get me wrong. It's, it's not where I'm sitting here going, wow, this is the best show I've ever seen. But they've essentially turned it into a police procedural. So it's sort of Monster of the Week, kind of, with a, with a, with a thread coming, coming through. Monster of the Week, she's, she's got to learn to be part of a team. She's you know, got this new team. She's also got sort of the, some of the old the characters from Signs of the Lambs, so the senator. Do you remember, um, love your suit... No. from Science and Lambs do you, know, do you know when Hannibal comes out in with his funny mask on yes. and he's wheeled out and he has some choice words to say to the senator whose daughter's gone missing you don't remember that no. when she, she's like, you know, tell me where. No, I,
1: like, me I, remember the, I remember the set pieces, mm-hmm. um, I remember Rub the Lotion, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Well,
0: there's sort of flashbacks to that as well. So, the, the girl that was in the pit with Precious the Dog, yes. who Jodie Foster, Chloe Starlin, saves in at the end of that film's <laughs> spoilers for um, a film from 1991, she appears not the actress obviously because be you know weird. things have really moved on but she appears in this film so there is this, there are links back to the science of life. i think it's fine like i quite enjoy it. i like the links back i like the exploration of ptsd i i like the idea that i can watch it and i don't have to really think you know it's sort of monster of the week type of thing and i don't think I think it's just an, I'm sorry, it's a nice watch and that's so not the right thing to say, but it doesn't take a massive amount of my brain to watch it. One it doesn't just go on forever and ever. And if you like your police procedural and you like a link back to some, you know, some old film or or TV show, you know, nostalgia, you know, hound here. Then I, I think give it, give it a go. Like I say, some episodes are stronger than others. I think I've watched three now. <laughs> so, oh, yeah.
1: oh, and that's a long—that's over a long time. You're watching this before Christmas.
0: They, um, I think, they're only releasing them one by one. It hasn't popped up in okay. my record. I mean, either I'm missing it because I'm not going on Alibi, and I might have
1: removed the series link from purpose.
0: I'm just—I'm not going to have a go at it because I am enjoying it. And when it comes up that there's a new episode and I've got a little bit of time, let's say I'm on my lunch break or something like that, I quite like putting it on and just seeing where it goes to next.
1: Okay, I'm, so, I'm looking at the cast now, and I'm looking yeah. at it with a different, like, eyes, mm. knowing that it's this yeah. Sound of the Lambs um, spin-off. Michael Kudlitz is really good in The Walking yeah, Dead. Yeah. Um, Cal Penn's always fun. I know,
0: yeah. And like I said, the the team that is around her are all really good mm. actors. It doesn't feel soapy. It just feels like a really well done. I'm gonna say police procedural again because that's the only way I've I've got of of of, of explaining it really.
1: And then Jane Atkinson, who was in Jane House Atkinson, of Cards,
0: uh, twenty four. Oh, yeah, she is brilliant. She plays the senator. The mother of the of Catherine Martin, who was found in the pit, you know. So yeah, she's really good. One
1: episode of The Walking Dead. Oh really? And then clearly they couldn't get her back because she appears like at the end of one series, Mm -hmm. um, and then she's referenced like in the background. Yeah, someone goes off to like stay with her, and then she's never appeared since. So, but they clearly were setting her up because they put these like characters with her and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: I don't want to spend too long on this because a we said that we wouldn't spend too long on things and you know we're we're, we're coming up to 40 minutes here so <laughs> I'm not going to spend too long on it for that but also for the fact that I think it's just one of those things where I would say to people if you've been put off by the reviews just give it a go give episode one a go and see see what you think I thought it was fine <laughs> and I I look forward to watching a new episode and then not thinking about it that much afterwards I'm probably
1: not gonna watch this you're not gonna
0: watch it no it's not nah. for you do you want to talk about Around the World in 80 Days? Go on, then. Not
1: 80 Days Around the World, that's we... <laughs> I
0: knew it wasn't right. Yeah. Okay, do you want to sing the theme tune, or do I? I'm very sad that the the theme tune that they've got on this is all Hans Zimmery. Yeah, I mean... And not Willy Fogg.
1: It doesn't contain a lion. It doesn't contain a cat and a mouse with I mean, him. it's
0: just false advertising, quite frankly.
1: Yeah. So this is the big BBC family drama of a Christmas. It stars David Tennant as mm, Phileas Fogg. Yeah. I can't name anyone Any others, else in it. Yeah.
0: I think I... Big re- sigh.
1: I wanted this to be good.
0: I really wanted it to... Well, yeah, I yeah, I, I wanted it to be more than what it is. I think I, it is good. I, I'm just... I cannot watch another episode. I cannot bring myself... Every time it comes up... And I know we've got something to watch. Or we say, oh, what should we watch tonight? It's sat there on the recorder. Yeah. And we skip over it every time.
1: I think the problem with it is, it looks like it was done in COVID times. Mm. It looks like it was done a little bit half assed Like the CGI around it, they, they project these big, like day seven across the building. But it just looks a little bit crap, mm. like that lift shot at the end of *Line of Duty*. Oh, okay, yes. It kind of looks yeah, like yeah, yeah. we'll give that to the the work experience boy just to give him something to do, uh, stop him harassing us for a bit of something to keep him busy.
0: Mm. It, like it, it's beautifully done. I think. I think it's. It looks very sumptuous. It looks like there's been a lot of money thrown at it. Like I say, you you know the reference to you know who you're going to get to do your music, Hans Zimmer. All right then.
1: For it's tenant
0: in it. It's yeah. a little bit
1: by the numbers though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and if I was to write a really average around the world in eighty mm. days TV show, this is what it would be.
0: I agree. I'm um, very sad about that.
1: And then it sometimes tries to be a little bit clever with its mm. sort of staging or like it plays with the, like it will show you, a flashback to something that happened before and stuff like that, and it just,
0: yeah, a little bit Sherlockian. Yeah, mm. that
1: that is exactly mm. it.
0: And maybe if it had more of that, maybe if it just went, right, we're, go- we're just going to do it. We're going to go full Sherlock. Yeah. That would keep your attention more. But I found myself being really bored. Absolutely and I, written I'm, back I'm, committee. That's why I'm like, yeah. really, I'm saying it really quietly because I really like David Tennant. I like the people who were who in it. And I think it, there's clearly been a lot of love put into it, but I just don't think they've got the story right. Yeah.
1: It's, it feels like, it's been written by committee mm. and it feels like, right, what can we do? And you're quite right. We'll take a little bit of Sherlock and we'll get, who can we get to do the score? Hans Zimmer? Mm. Yeah, let's get Hans Zimmer in.
0: A lot of money. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it, yeah, this just didn't work for me. Yeah. I think we're out on it. I, I am. Yeah. I,
0: I really want it's because you really want to like it. You want to go back and yeah. give it another shot, but there's so much else on.
1: I'd rather watch Willy Fogg from the beginning yeah. to end. <laughs> I
0: think that's right. Can we do that? Oh yeah, definitely.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I will hold you to this because we've got <laughs> <Yeah>. this recording <laughs> I now. I really want to watch Willy Fog. I actually really want to watch the Michael Palin around the world in eighty yeah, days. Yeah, we talked about that a yeah.
0: little while ago, didn't we? I thought, I we were out walking somewhere and you, we were talking about sort of um, people travelling and that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. And you said you wanted to watch it, and it is available, isn't it? It's so, on the
1: v- iPlayer. Yeah. yeah, that'd be really interesting.
0: So yeah, we might do that and review review ye oldie Michael Palin <laughs>
1: and Willy Fog. <laughs>
0: yeah. What we got next? Oh, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Or oh, is it Boba? No, it's Boba. Is it Boba? They, they say, I think they say, Boba. I don't know. I'm it's not the book of Boba Star Fett. Wars. Right, okay. I don't care. <laughs> okay, I know what you're looking at me like, shut up.
1: <laughs> so, this is a spin off of a spin off of a spin off. It's mm. a spin off of The Mandalorian. Um, which we loved. Which we loved. Which in itself is a spin off of
0: Star Wars. Star Wars, just yes. generally, yeah.
1: Can we talk about Boba Fett?
0: I mean, as it is the book of Boba Fett, I think. Can we, have... we talk about the are you character? About the character of Boba yes. Fett, right? Okay. I I don't understand why people are so obsessed with him.
1: It's. I think this has been built up in people's minds. Mm. Like he was.
0: Wasn't he in it for just? I mean, I'm no. He's were not screaming. He does not at even given
1: a name in Empire Strikes is Back. Is he
0: not? Right. Okay.
1: His his name is only mentioned when. He is knocked into the Sarlacc pit by Mr. Magoo, played Mm -hmm. by Han Solo, played by Harrison Ford. Okay. Like, when he's still blind from being frozen. Oh, he
0: says Boba Fett.
1: Boba Fett turns around and, like, knocks him in. Like, Mr. Magoo cartoon where he can't see. Yeah,
0: Um,
1: He looks really cool. Mm -hmm. And I think that's... Obviously, he had a little cartoon in the... Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, did he, right? No one could claim that because mm-hmm. in the 90s no one could see that. It was no yeah. bootleg copies going around, but it's not like it was kicking about on YouTube like it is now. But
0: he was a cool toy, wasn't he? He was a cool action figure and there was this mythos was built yes. up around him.
1: And it was built up through he appeared in the Droids cartoon, I think, okay. at some point. Do You remember Droids? No.
0: Nope.
1: Oh, it was the cartoon based around R2-D2 and c 3 Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then he's appeared. Obviously, appears in the Attack of the Clones. Does he? Oh, yes. is it because he's the young he's, lads? Yes, because he's, he's Jango Fett. Fett's yes,
0: son. Right. Okay.
1: Tamara Morrison playing Jango yeah. Fett, and because mm-hmm. he's a clone, mm-hmm. he obviously plays Boba Fett Boba in Fett. this mm-hmm. in this version.
0: Mm-hmm. Which I got. I like, I like that concept, but. The character itself just to get get straight to the point. The character itself is just a bit. There's, there's nothing there. I I don't know whether I'm missing something. This but is I'm a TV. Not bothered.
1: This is a TV show that hasn't started going yet. Mm. It is. There's a lot of work to do, where they have to explain how Boba Fett isn't dead, as he is in. Return the yeah, Jedi. yeah, yeah, and what he's been doing for all this what, time. What's he been up to? So, the Cell is Fire flashback, but mm-hmm. for the first two episodes, it was kind of like, we'll tell you a bit of what he's doing now, mm-hmm. but here's three quarters of the episode told him, told in a flashback,
0: and it all goes a bit dances with wolves for me.
1: And I just don't care about half of that flashback, <laughs> like, I don't need people to humanize mm-hmm. Tuscan Raiders, I prefer them to just be these wild people who come up and go. <laughs> impression on the I know it's an audio medium yeah but I yeah. do
0: remember they had a little yeah. stick in the air and the, yeah okay and then it comes out and
1: sometimes it's quite cool when things turn up and characters turn up who are really interesting mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. is a not being one with the with the law there are people who are the same species as other people we have seen yes in the Star Wars in universe, the Star Wars
0: universe. Yeah, and when fun. they turn up it's yeah. quite fun and you're like, oh right yeah but that's nothing to do with him. No. And and then, in the latest episode that we watched, something happened that really made my eyes roll. And it just didn't feel like Star Wars. The colour palette, anyone who's watched the latest episode will, will, will know, the colour palette of the machinery that these people were using, the yeah. vehicles that we using, was not Star Wars was not Tatooine, yeah. and this is someone who knows very, very little. You know, I can I could answer some basic questions in a in a pub quiz about Star Wars, but I'm not with the law. And I I knew straight away. I just thought this isn't what you know. It's a desert planet, Tatooine. Everyone's always in sort of neutral beigey colours, sandy colours, and the colour palette that they used for these vehicles and the and these people. It was like something out of a teen show or a, a YA show. Is that what they call YA? Yeah, young adult, isn't it? Yeah. And um, and I turned to you and went, "Oh, look, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers have arrived." And then you told me that you'd made that joke a few seconds before, and I just hadn't listened. To yes. So yeah, the, there were there were things that I find really interesting about like these these like you say characters that are the same species as people yeah. that we know, and you kind of go, "Oh right, so that they're." they're they're the same as those people that they look slightly different or um, it's actually expanding what we know about these char- these characters and, and the, the alien species that they, they belong to. But that is fleeting. That is like five minutes or less. Yeah, I mean... And then the rest of it, you're just kind of going, oh, well, it's only 30 odd minutes, isn't it? That's useful for your lunch break <laughs> and then you get on with life. And that's it.
1: And I think... Thank God this is 30 minutes, 35 Mm. minutes. I think one of them was 40 minutes. Because otherwise this would be out for me. Yeah. Whereas (laughs) enough people are watching it and there's enough people talking about it because it is Star Wars that I listen to. Yeah. That I'm willing to just stick with it and just see where it goes.
0: Yeah. And I think you're right. It's the length of time and Mm. it's also the fact that I'm enjoying listening to other people on podcasts talk about
1: it and talk about it negatively
0: well yeah, yeah. I mean, and they're not doing it because they want to i yeah. think that's bit. it's not like one of these hate watches i think they're just disappointed the thing about
1: because i didn't give two shits about the mandalorian mm-hmm. when it up when it started mm-hmm. but they had the joys of bringing in baby yoda in episode one um to quote a podcast i listened to one of the greatest tv characters <laughs> of all time
0: if, if anyone hasn't uh, picked up on that, the podcast that Mark is referring to is his own podcast. This <laughs> podcast was one of the very early episodes,
1: which you took the piss out of me for. Yeah,
0: yeah, of course I did. I How... think I named the episode after it. But I stand by it. Yeah, like I think enough. it is yeah, one of the fine. best
1: TV characters of all time. Okay. Uh, I don't think there's any. Don't think there's denying that. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's. <sighs> it's just missing something at the minute and I I don't know whether they're that's something that's coming in which case it probably should have got to it earlier yes and just done a flashback episode like episode seven or yeah
0: it should have been a standalone yeah uh, oh this is what happened and then, and then seeing the whole story through. And
1: everyone rolls their eyes when they do that but, but you know like there's a reason the why people there, isn't if it? you do it episode like halfway through, three quarters of the way through the <laughs> season
0: everyone's if yeah, everyone's done, with it anyway. yeah. Like, oh, that's it, that was yeah. an interesting standard, and then you get on with it.
1: But yeah, still waiting <laughs> to be wowed, still waiting to just anything beyond. Oh, look, there's one of them there. Oh, that's cool, yeah, yeah. Oh, well,
0: that's a lovely one to end on, isn't it? <laughs> that's a yes. very low point. Maybe we should have uh, finished with what was it? Have we talked about anything that's been particularly exciting? The man who sold cream. The man that's it, we should have finished with that. That was all, That out of everything that we've watched recently on telly, yeah. that was the one that we most enjoyed. Yeah. Which is fab, yay for documentaries. Woohoo. Yes. Right, film is for you. So film I'm going to be very, me. very quiet. I've not seen either of these films. One I will never see, and one I may see. I wonder which one that will be. <laughs> Do you want to start with the King's Man?
1: Let's start with the King's Man. I
0: think that would be right. ra, <laughs> Ra Rasputin. Lover of the Russian Queen.
1: I like the King's Man. <laughs> Sorry. I like the Kingsman universe.
0: We're calling it a universe, are we all? Oh, yes, right,
1: okay. the KMU. <laughs>
0: uh-huh
1: the first film I know you had problems with it yeah, and I have that same problem with it where mm-hmm. um, I was actually explaining this to a friend the other day and he was like Kingsman aren't they just kids films I was like do no. not do not <laughs> let your children see the first one daddy what oh no yeah I think he just thought it was like um, you know that when Joe Cornish did that Knights of the Round Table oh, yeah, thing, yeah,
0: that was yeah. A great. Part. I really enjoyed that. I think he and just that, um, thought the kid who would be king. King who would yeah, be king. Yeah. yeah,
1: I think he just thought it was another thing like that.
0: Yeah, or like um sort of a uh, like young James Bond type yeah. of thing, which I think I thought it might have been earlier on. Wasn't was it? No, it wasn't. It certainly wasn't.
1: I can take or leave. I think it. I think the Kingsman, certainly the first one, um, just Kingsman, isn't it? Kingsman: The Golden Circle. <laughs>
0: Isn't that the second one? See, this is where my Kingsman knowledge... Yeah, this is where
1: my Kingsman log...
0: All I remember is Colin Firth... Yeah. ...and it launching the career of Taron Egerton, which is probably the greatest two things. Yeah.
1: Kingsman the Secret Service. That's it. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) I think Kingsman the Secret Service did some quite fun set pieces. I agree. I think it had some good fun with Taron Egerton. I think there is one hugely misguided joke at the very end, which I don't forgive, but I can look beyond. And I, But I think the thing that really attracts me to it is this law of this secret society. I'm always quite fascinated about, like, how society works, like you wear these sort of shoes and you wear this sort of jacket to this sort of function and stuff like that. And stuff that I'll never be invited. to. I'll never be going to the palace to meet the queen and have to like wonder what sort of shoes are formal for a, a, a day garden party, What what's classed as too casual. Doesn't matter to me. I'm probably never going to be invited to Buckingham
0: Palace. Uh, I, I, yeah, I can't disagree with that.
1: <laughs> Unless that o b a comes <laughs> yeah, through at some yeah, point. Yeah. In which case it's probably formal anyway, so yeah.
0: <laughs> but I found
1: that really interesting, and I think it was a really interesting world. And I totally understand why you really dislike the... I think... It went for something really sly and funny. I think it played to entirely the wrong crowd. It wasn't in fitting with the rest of the film. It's been widely criticised. Mm-hmm. That everyone says, "Oh God, that's not mm-hmm. funny," and I think that just absolutely killed the film for you at that point. Uh, yeah,
0: but also I just don't think I was really sold on on the yeah. rest of it. It was there was a. I'm, I'm gonna say it was very violent, and I just come off seeing an um Scream, which is the the most recent Scream, which yeah. is an eighteen and incredibly full of gore. But I just didn't enjoy the violence in in this and, the, and it just there was something about the tone tonally I think these films are not for me. And that's okay. absolutely fine. Yeah. And therefore I was out and it's for other people to enjoy.
1: Kingsman the Golden Circle is all right in bits. At times it goes all the way around the circle of bad taste to kind of funny again.
0: Is this one with Elton John in? Yes. Right. Elton
1: John appears in this. Because this is
0: pre-Rocket Man that must have... Um, Probably yes, tied in at bit some bit. point. I'm, I'm yeah. doing the funny thing with my hand yeah. I'm like, oh look, it's connected. There
1: were a lot of people in that film that appear from appear in there. And um, I remember looking at it going, yeah, it got all further away from the bits that I... That I liked mm-hmm. and more into the bits that I didn't really have a lot of time for. Okay. But you know what, like a lot of crazy shit happens on the cinema screen and that's always good fun mm-hmm. even if it was just frustrating at times. This is a origin story of the Kingsman group. It stars Ralph Fiennes, it stars Gemma Arterton, it stars um, Jimon Hunson. Really really good people um, Harris Dickinson is someone who's in there who I didn't know at all. Harris
0: Dickinson.
1: I, he oh. might have been in some stuff that you've seen. He was okay. in the New Maleficent film. He's probably been in some sort is of... Is he
0: younger? Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah.
1: He's probably been in some sort of BBC retelling of a of a true crime a true that you've watched, yeah. but yeah, he he's pretty he's really really good. Mm-hmm. He's re- that he's. Is he his...
0: meant to be? I, I realize that Taran Edgerton's character in the first one was sort of like um, a lad from an estate, and he was brought in to wear a you know even learn to wear a suit and be the king's man. Is he of a similar ilk of no. like a fish out of water type of thing?
1: No, right. although he is learning
0: the, the ways in different ways okay
1: um but it's not i mean this is this is not about him this is okay. riff uh, riff, right, okay. riff so it's really around him okay this is based around the start of the first world war mm-hmm. and nothing happens for the first act so have you seen them films that always have to in where <laughs> a advertised so on a, on the metro thing where she plays oh, like, where like military it's intelligence a, it's a
0: historical drama and yes yes or it's there's like, at
1: least two. There's, I swear there about, must be at least um, 14.
0: something about potato peeling society or so, so, something like that that was a that's, historical that's thing. That's one. Yes.
1: I think there's one. Um, their Finest, I think, is another one. Okay. Wartime Intelligence. The right, Girls wartime, Back at yeah, Home. Yeah, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do know what you mean. Nothing
1: happens. There is no action in this for the first 40 minutes. I
0: can't imagine that at all. Is it just people speaking in rooms then? Absolutely. But the trailer doesn't say that at all. The trailer is like, whoa, 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 whoa. action, violence, guns.
1: Alongside this, there is a bad guy who you don't see the face of. Oh, okay. Um, He has this cast of characters around this table that are... All pr- it's all very. Oh, it's a bit
0: Bond, isn't it?
1: Well, it's 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 Austin Powers. Oh,
0: okay, right. He
1: is speaking with this accent. He is mm-hmm. Doctor Evil, mm-hmm. um, but he has a very thick accent that's not mm-hmm. a Doctor Evil accent. But yeah, you'll, you'll see it really. when you see it. Completely different film. Completely, completely different film. I will go so far as to say, if you don't work out who the magical mm-hmm. baddie is, mm-hmm. the very first second they walk on screen. <laughs> You are not paying attention okay. because I never get these things. And now I walks on and goes, Tim, then.
0: So was, was he just wearing a beard? Like,
1: there might as well be a big neon sign going, It's him. Tim. It's him. It's, him. it's, him. it's okay. him. Okay. Two completely out of turn performances. Okay. Then in the middle you I mean you have them going to meet Rasputin as yes, as, as featured heavily in the trailer. In the trailer. And have
0: Rasputin played by Risa Fans. Risa Fans, Yeah. You.
1: That kind of comes and goes. Oh really? Very, very quickly. I thought it was
0: going to be like a major thing. No. I thought he was going to be like the That's a set, that's yeah.
1: a set piece like, set like set piece. at the end of the first oh, act. Okay, that's
0: interesting.
1: It then goes a
0: little bit 1917. Oh, right. That's an interesting tonal shift oh yeah my face is making a face
1: yeah right but not good 1917 yeah yeah. like just like a film they must have been filming this they must they must have been filming this when 1917 came out and they must have thought oh shit
0: because it's never going to be in that realm of yeah the sensitivity and the the depth of emotion it is
1: not as good right yes Uh, shock
0: okay yeah (laughs) It's not
1: without.
0: It sounds like a mess, Mark. It's yeah, it's not
1: without merit. There are certain set pieces that are
0: pretty good. Is it the Rasputin bit that we've seen in the trailer? The
1: Rasputin bit is is good. Mm-hmm. Um, the ending is. I mean. It's another film where one of the set pieces from the very, very last reel of film is shown in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, Lovely, like another film that we have discussed recently. Mm-hmm. But this is not. This is. I was bored. I was falling asleep halfway through oh, in wow. the 40, 40 minutes in. Yeah. Which. For all you can criticise them, you could not say about either of the two films. No, no, you won't. This this seems like a film that has been put together by someone who doesn't know what he wants. Um, But just do not go to see this in the cinema. Do not pay so that they can make more of these. It's time to pay Oh, because it totally sets up that that the the King's Man Mm -hmm. prequels will also become a...
0: How is it done in the box office? You are my box office king. You know where the stats are with it all. Yeah,
1: I don't... Well, I don't think it's out in America yet.
0: Oh, right. Or if it oh, has, it's... because it's, it's been delayed, yeah. yeah. I haven't really heard anything from our end of the woods. I think End there's... of the woods? You know what I mean? Our, our bit, bit of the... Bit of the... What, what woods would I be in? Edge of the woods? Would that be the phrase? I can't remember. Neck where, of the woods. W- neck of the woods, that's it. <laughs> from where we are, I haven't heard, like, it's... Doing the box office on fire or anything, like, you know, like with Spider Man, we knew that that was.
1: I take it back. It came All out. Right. It came out the same time. Oh, really? um, in America, <laughs> no one's talking about this. Okay. I'm the only person I know who's seen it. Mm.
0: Um, I'm not seeing it mentioned on many other podcasts. It not. made
1: less than 30 million in America. It's mm-hmm. made less than 100 million worldwide. Right, there
0: we go. There's my stats. I don't know
1: quite what the budget's going to be, but it's not going to be. Mm. It's not going to be 50 million film.
0: Mm-hmm. How many stars for the King's Man then?
1: I think I gave it two.
0: Okay. Which, on your letterbox. Yes. On our letterbox.
1: On my letterbox. <laughs> on
0: your letterbox. Okay. If, you,
1: if if you if you want to pay for it and start putting things on, then uh, <laughs> okay, you can enough. have. I'll turn it to my account, and you can have your own. But yes, yeah.
0: Okay, so hopefully on to better things with the power of the dog. Have I got that right?
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So Jane this, Campion.
1: Yeah. So, I've never seen a Jane Campion film. No, I
0: know, and this is why I'm shouting Jane Campion at you, because we've had this discussion on pod where you went, who, what? And I was shouting the piano at you.
1: Ah, yes, sorry, mm. yes. I knew there was something that's been very popular that I've never seen. And then
0: we also shouted Holly Hunter and Anna Paquin at each other, I think, shortly after that. You don't remember this conversation, clearly.
1: No, but I know that you have seen something of hers.
0: Which is um, a TV show that was called... Oh, what was it called? Top of the Lake. Thank you. Yeah, which, who had? Um, it had the woman from The Handmaid's Tale. Elizabeth Moss. Thank you. <laughs> Just gonna have to come to my rescue all the time with it. And that was very hard hitting and really had some dark themes. It had um, child murders and yeah. abuse and yeah. So yeah, not a happy program to watch. <laughs>
1: So this is her big comeback after sort of 10 years away from making films, as I understand it. This has just won the Golden Globe for the best drama, which, I mean, we don't pay Me, the Golden yeah, Globes a yeah. lot of. But it's clearly, it's going to be a contender in the awards mm. season. So that's why I've sort of had a I look at so it. on
0: Netflix, which I think is really important to mention.
1: Yes. Yeah. Th- We've seen that a lot with the awards mm. films this year, that they are... I know Netflix are buying, and Amazon, mm. and certainly... Netflix and Apple are buying up a lot of the awards contenders. Yeah. Um,
0: They're they're popping up and I'm going, oh, it's on, oh, it's on. And, and like, you can just access it right there.
1: And as someone who, less than 15 years ago, had to travel from Hull to York to just even watch There Will Be Blood, (laughs) you know, a Coen's film, accessibility in cinema is a great thing. Yeah. Um, I think is doing a really good job of things at the minute. Yeah. they are releasing films. They are distribute distributing them. They're buying the distributing rights. They are putting them in cinemas, art house cinemas, for three to four weeks, and then maybe after a month or two months, they're putting them on their streaming mm-hmm. service. And we're we very lucky that we have got movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it I, even when I was like still working in the call center, but was getting into films and wanting to like didn't have a lot of money. I would have bought movie because yes, it, is, it, right it is up your it is makes
0: mm.
1: art house cinema accessible mm. to so many people. So i um, I think it's a really really important service. And, and... movie,
0: if you're listening,
1: <laughs> stop it, stop it. <laughs> I'll say this up front: this is not a Mark film.
0: Oh, okay, because it's it, uh, what? Yes, okay, so it's um, wild vistas and drama.
1: It is a western. Yes. It's not set in a time before electricity, <laughs> but it's it's kind of very, very close to it. It's set in the 19, 1920s. Like yeah. Uh, for people who haven't necessarily been around as long, there is a... It's a flippant comment that I make, but I'm not in, I'm not interested in films. There's a barrier if it's set in a time before electricity with me. So. Yeah.
0: I mean, don't look at me like that. We've been through this before. Some people it's
1: don't fun. like black and white films. Yeah, Some people yeah, don't like yeah. subtitle films.
0: I, I'm not a massive fan of the art house. Yeah. But I find them a bit too um, inaccessible for me. So yeah, I okay.
1: I struggle with films when they are set in a time before maybe 1940. Okay. That's why the kingdom didn't work for me, clearly. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Yeah. Um, this is the story of two ranchers um, who have lost their iconic dad who was certainly the patriarch of the family mm-hmm. um, and are very different in themselves. There is Benedict Cumberbatch who is very brash, very um, aggressive and Jesse Plemons who is very gentle, and a bit more caring. Mm,
0: bit more avuncular. Yeah, I think he looks that as a, as a character, just, is just, that right? He just looks like that as a person, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, why I'm, that's why I'm thinking, you know, yeah. up against Benedict Cumberbatch, who can look quite sharp, and if mm. you think about him as um, Doctor Strange, quite um, pompous, and also a little bit of danger about him. Yeah. Like, he could really swipe you with a comment, and, you know, yes. do you know what I mean?
1: It's very interesting you've said that because this is not your Benedict Cumberbatch performance. Mm-hmm. He is not playing Sherlock in this, mm-hmm. which I've not seen everything he's been in, mm-hmm. but everything I have seen of him in, he has been playing Sherlock. Doctor Strange is basically Sherlock with well, magic.
0: Not, no, I think he's dark, darker... Than Sherlock, the I Venn Sherlock diagrams, more... the Venn diagrams yeah, got I, a I, big overlap. I get it, I get it, but yeah. In was... this,
1: he is playing a 1925 rancher that is aggressive mm-hmm. and a bit spit and sawdust. Okay. As part of the plot, they um, George, who played by Jesse Plemons, meets in an inn Rose, played by Kirsten Dunst, his it's real life wife, real life wife, and her son Peter, played by Cody Smith McPhee.
0: Who I don't know, but... I think he played young... Oh, Nightcrawler. Young Nightcrawler in one of the later X-Men oh, films.
1: And I'm looking at his IMDb now. Yeah, he's the young kid in The Road and in the remake of Let the Right One Him.
0: Okay. Yes, that might be... He's got really strong features, yes. hasn't he, that I can imagine those, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Mm. And this is the relationship of bringing... He marries her and brings... This wife and this son into their life and how all four people interact. I'm gonna start by saying this looks amazing. These this is set in New Zealand. Uh, sorry, it's set in Montana, but it was filmed in New mm-hmm. Zealand. Like you say, beautiful vistas, the the rolling hills, the plains. It, it it looks beautiful. And obviously Jane Campion is a director who knows her shit. She's been around, she's a Great director, and she absolutely brings it as part of this. Um, this I can see this winning cinematography awards mm-hmm. and directing awards definitely. Mm-hmm. The highlight is Benedict Cumberbatch. This is not like anything I've seen. I know you say, Oh, well, there's a bit mm-hmm. of a difference. He is for me, he hasn't played this character before, he absolutely excels in it. It's never a film with. Violence in, but there is always a sense of danger. Like he is a ticking time bomb that can go off at any second, and there is a huge amount of threats when just in the way he stands, the way he looks, and the smoulders. For me, it's a lot of people are putting this as their film of the year, and for me, parts of it didn't work. There are people who go through journeys in this film, as you can imagine, when you put four mm-hmm. people in the in the in a situation and see how they play off each other. And for me, the journey was, was was a bit clunky at times. People change their motivations from scene to scene without necessarily, like, having been, spent half a film being one person. They then immediately go on to something else. And I can see that probably time has passed as part of this, but it's never really made clear. Like, someone is being awful to someone and then all of a sudden they'll go, oh yeah, yeah, you're my friend now, yeah. Which kind of happens in a playground, but not in a film. That happens three or four times through it. But this is a really, really good film. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. For me, it's a four and it's it could be like four and a half. If it was a film that drew me in further. It's, I can see this winning Best Picture because it's the sort of film that really, really does win Best Picture. And yeah, it's, it's a performance piece Um, bits of it work, bits of it don't but it's a beautifully put together piece of cinema. I would really recommend you to watch it. Yeah
0: I will, I will. I started it one night and then I think I just had a bad day and I couldn't I felt that there was going to be a lot of tension between different people on the screen and I could do without watching people have tension. Yes. I wanted something lighter so I started it and a few seconds in I just thought you know what I'm not in the right headspace for this and I moved on to something you know a bit lighter like the mass singer or something ridiculous like that you know so yeah. something that was a bit more more jolly for that particular day but i think when i'm in a bit more settled headspace i will sit and, and watch it Absolutely. Good. yeah Good. I, th- I think it's much more my cup of tea from the look of it than it is yours but therefore i am much more excited that you would give it such a higher rating
1: it's gonna be it's going to be talked about during awards season. Yeah. And I think... And I think
0: Cumberbatch as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: Give him the Oscar for it, yeah. for, as far as I'm all concerned. Right, really? yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not quite as strong as um, Anthony Hopkins last year, um, but you've got one of the best actors of all time versus yeah. someone who's... Yeah. yeah. Having yeah. a lovely career. Yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, watch it. It's on Netflix. Mm. It's an easy watch. It's... I think it's two hours ten... It doesn't go on too long. It's shorter than the last Spider-Man film. <laughs> yeah, true.
0: Yeah. Right, that's it. The that's end. It. 100th episode done. Tick. It's so
1: 150 to get the... um. 100 and extra 150 to get the Royal Albert Hall booked. Is it? Is yes. it really? It was 250th <laughs> oh, I yeah. went back and uh, oh, mentioned. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what we said. That's funny, isn't it, now, when you look back on that. <laughs> Thanks everyone for sticking with us, whether you're a new listener, whether you're someone who met us in the middle or whether you've been with us right, right from our terrible first episode. We just want to thank everyone again for being around, being, being with us, for sending us your messages, for the texts we get late at night when we forget that we've actually uploaded this to the internet and other people <laughs> can hear. All of those things for the lovely reviews that people have left us on, um, particularly like Apple Podcasts. We've, it really, really means a huge amount, whereas I think you probably get that from all the blurb that we're coming out with at the beginning of this podcast or the podcast episodes that we've done when we've talked about this. It's uh, it's something that's really emotional for us, really exciting for us, and it it's something that we'll absolutely continue with, I think, you know, 100 and onwards.
1: I'm incredibly proud of what we do. I think, I think when we started it, I think the tagline was, yet another
0: husband yeah. and wife husband talking and about, talking wife TV, about and tv and films TV and film, yeah
1: but i just love this I, I really enjoyed it it's it's opened doors to us mm-hmm. we have done things and we've done things that we would never have done we've met people we'd that we'd met, never have yeah, we'd never have met people. and people that we talk to like regularly on through social never media met yeah never met yeah but,
0: but like but like really really good people who we considered to be our friends yeah and that, like that's just lovely isn't it to have that
1: we'll sort that this year though maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. we will yeah but it's been a fantastic ride it, we've been on a high the whole way through there's mm. never been anything where we've sort of sat and gone oh we have to do a podcast or you know even though editing is not fun I still like doing it <laughs> and there's, there's, you know there's, there's a real sense of like you say this pride when you upload it and you've done the show notes and you've you've got it up there and yeah, I think if anyone's thinking of starting a podcast like we've talked about we've talked for years haven't we about yeah. starting a podcast and we we joked about it for ages. The joke that you'll always hear on this podcast is that Mark wanted to do a wrestling podcast and then we ended up doing one on mm. TV and film because I was like what will I contribute to a wrestling podcast other than shouting big daddy every 5 minutes. <laughs> Seriously, if you're thinking about doing one just get get you know, it it, it hasn't cost as much. We've just got a relatively normal recorder, and we had we just sat one day and started pressing record, and off off we went. You know,
1: the best time to start doing a podcast is probably fifteen years ago. Yes. the <laughs> second best yeah, time yeah. is now. It's
0: now, yeah, you're absolutely
1: right. And you know what? Like, I listened back to our first episode today, and I cringed at like mm. things we were doing and stuff like that. Just get out of the way. You'll get better. Yeah. You'll understand what you're doing. Learn on the job. Just do it. Um. And if you want to do like a Willy Fog podcast, just hit <laughs> us up because I would love to do. I I really really want to do it. I think i um, I'm it.
0: gonna go out with um the Willy Fog theme tune again because I've probably gone out with it a million times on the on this pod already.
1: We've got another episode coming up already in the bag. Yeah. Because we... you you mentioned. Yeah, I think people who are following our law yeah, will know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we watched Scream this week, but in the Scream podcast that's coming up, they <laughs> mentioned they watched it today. Yeah. We're already recording it because we wanted to get our fresh opinions on it, but that'll be coming out in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening.
0: Thank you for listening.
1: Um, we will see you soon. We're going to come back. Going to oh. come back soon with a date night. Do before in. We'll be coming back soon with a date night because I think it's been a while since we've done it's been that. Been a long with time since we've done date that.
0: Let's we keep going to the cinema separately. Yes. <laughs> so that a date night, but but not together. So yeah, we'll do one where we'll uh, we'll sit on the sofa together and we'll uh, make the other person watch a terrible film
1: or a good film or a good film. You know.
0: Yeah, it depends. If it's me picking, it'll probably be a terrible film.
1: And I've got Crank Two to make you watch.
0: Oh no! I've said no. no I just refuse. I will refuse to watch it. <laughs> Thanks everyone. Thanks
1: a lot. See you later.